I don't want Ryan Reynolds to be my father. I do want Ryan Reynolds to be my mother. I to be don't mother. want Ryan Reynolds to be my father or mother. I want her to be my daddy. You know oh, I mean? yeah. That's good. Yeah. Let's talk about daddies for <laughs> I want time. Ryan Reynolds. Period. <laughs> So all right, yeah, I also, yeah, I think all, <laughs> I think Gaming New Horizons' official stance on daddies is that we want Ryan Reynolds to be it. Ryan Reynolds, please be our daddy. Please listen. I'm going to yeah. at Ryan Reynolds when I put up the <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> please do it. Please do it. I, you can't, can't hurt. You, can't hurt. you have to. We're, we're a video game news source podcast, and the words, Ryan Reynolds, please be our daddy, from a podcast Twitter is definitely going to gonna reach him <laughs> yeah i think so i think so it's gonna reach him right here in the heart in the heart in the heart <laughs> he, he doesn't even have to read it just the fact that it's sent out there into the ether mm-hmm. i think he already knows and you know i think he already knows so much that i don't actually have no nope, you're him, not getting out of it <laughs> no you're <laughs> not getting out of it you're saying <laughs> Welcome to Gaming New Horizons. This is a casual video game podcast where your three best friends catch you up on some gaming news and then talk about some other video game at death. At, at. Whoa. <laughs> what? Wow. <laughs> Joe, you stalled on. Are you okay? Wow, yeah. It's yeah. really warm today, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's very cold. It's a reboot. Sorry, um, listeners. And then... Uh, <laughs> and then death. <laughs> Welcome to Gaming New Horizons. <laughs> it's a show. A video game podcast where your three best friends catch you up on video game news and then talk about some other video game at length. And then they decide whether or not the new game is worth their time. I'm your best friend. Joseph Langlois. I'm your no, best friend. I'm sorry. I'm your best friend, Joe Ling. I'm, I'm your best friend, Joe. I'm your best friend, Joe. That's sorry, your be- Terrence. Go ahead. That's your best friend, Joe. <laughs> I'm your best friend, Terrence. And I'm your best friend. <laughs> and I'm your best friend, Ray. And sometimes on this podcast, the intro is better than the gunk. So... <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, no what's going on in the gaming news ray and i have prepared a little song for you oh okay um all right here uh, i'll start ray pay per ma re oh the oh gasm the orgasm <laughs> That's right. Paper Mario the Orgasm coming at you live. <laughs> oh. I can't do this. It's a video game that's coming out on July 17. <laughs> I almost said my birthday. What is happening? Yeah. Wow. Um, oh. hey, there's a new Paper Mario game coming out. Nintendo just kind of dropped it on like the 15th on their Twitter. <clears throat> Uh, here's how I discovered it and immediately sent it to all my friends. I was uh, waiting to use the shower, 
And so, obviously, I was scrolling through Tumblr, and there was an ad for Paper Mario the, uh, the Origami King. And I'm like, this is fake. Wait, no, this is real. This is an ad. What? Mm-hmm. So I went on YouTube, and then I watched the trailer, and I started crying. Um, yes. Actually, I found out that I actually saw that Paper Mario Origami was coming out. Before you guys told me about it, but the interesting thing is, since I don't have that past connection with Paper Mario, it completely went over in my head. So mm. when uh, you guys like shared the information, like, oh my god, I can't believe this, it didn't even click with me like this is a, that it was even a new game, to be honest. Because I just saw Paper Mario and I'm like, why am I getting a YouTube ad for Paper Mario? Whatever, you know, one of those things. But it is super exciting. I was about to say, I wish I was like you and never got into the series, but I, I am wrong. I am very happy. I am invested in this <laughs> Why series. Why would you say that? <laughs> I don't, because words just happen out of your mouth sometimes. <laughs> I, can't, I can't argue with that, yeah, especially not right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, Nintendo Shadow dropped it without any warning. Yeah, so this is... <laughs> okay, so let's start off with talking about Paper Mario, which is an excellent RPG series... Offered by Nintendo, you play as a paper version of Mario in a paper world full of paper enemies and paper characters. And uh, I mean, the first game is kind of the truest form of it. Obviously, it's like a it's a three D world, but you are two dimensional. Your character is two dimensional, and mm-hmm. um, and then the battle system is very like simple, but I don't want to say like easy. It's just not complex. Okay. Uh, you know, so you it's know It's easy how, to understand. Yeah, here here's an example. It's it's like the purest form of a JRPG, right? Yes. So, you know how in some Japanese role-playing games when you attack an enemy, you do like 32 damage and they have like 65. Mm-hmm. In Paper Mario, uh most of those numbers don't cross 50. Yeah. Uh and in the early game enemies have like two health and two, you right. can do one attack. Or one one damage. Okay. So it's boiled down in that right. regard. And um, I, I really liked Paper Mario for that reason, the same way that I liked Magic the Gathering more than Yu-Gi-Oh! Because mm-hmm. all of the numbers yeah. are pared down to their simplest form. Like, how many how many hits is it going to take? Not- and to be completely honest, from all the games that I've played, like, it's pretty convoluted. <laughs> like, yeah, there, exactly. there's no reason in a, a game that you should need to deal... 10,492 damage and also right. not kill the enemy. It's like, why, why, why? <laughs> and, <laughs> and, like, that's definitely a stylistic thing. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, in Final Fantasy, it gets really fun when you can do <laughs> thousands of damage with yeah. one attack, yeah. you know. But um, I, it's it's just a different way. It's just a, diff- a different way of attacking an RPG. And Paper Mario was kind of the first game that I saw that did something like that. Mm-hmm. And then Paper Mario a Thousand Year Door is one of the best games ever made. Um, and it kind of boiled down all of the, or it kind of it kind of took all of the good parts of Paper Mario and expanded on them and added some new things, and then the series from there is Super uh, Paper Mario is good. Contentious, yes. It's different, but it's good. Yes, um, that is that is the Ray G and H take. <laughs> if I may, first off, I have to play. What was that? A thousand Year Door. Yeah. Is that what it's yes. called? I have to you play do. it because you guys have mentioned before that it's the best game that ever existed. It's my so favorite yes. game of all time. I yeah, literally have incredible. to play it. And the fact that you guys haven't pushed it on me enough kind of hurts my feelings. I know you guys know how aggressive <laughs> I was I mean, at pushing Wizard 101. I have years. I want to play it again, but it's it's hard. Like, it's it's a, it's a big game. It's, a like, big it's, a game. Long, it's an RPG, you know? Yeah, it takes yeah. a long time to play, and, and and there's a lot to it, and it's 
it's it's a hard thing to commit to. Yeah, it's no, a decade, I, you know, over a decade that. old. But and I the, mean, this reason... is your favorite. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. <laughs> if it's just like a oh, don't don't get into a, a song of Symphonia because it's a billion hours long and nobody really knows what it's about. But like, this is your favorite. You know what I mean? I mean, I, my answer to that is we agreed one day, and it was probably throwaway, and you probably both forgot, but we all agreed to play Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door together and to cover it on GNH yeah, uh, at I some point, and that's why I haven't been pushing it. Okay, mm-hmm. cool, cool. Okay, so the second thing is that we're talking about Paper Mario Origami. Now, we right. um, watched the trailer, which, like I said, let me give you guys my first take because I, you know, I've never really gotten into Paper Mario. I think it's mm-hmm. weird that they decided paper to be an aspect without really uh, extending to people who haven't played the Paper Mario series why they chose Mario to be paper, which is yep. super weird. And in this origami one, first off, it the vibe seemed a little ominous. The music mm-hmm. for the game mm-hmm. was super weird, and so was the evil origami peach at the beginning. Like, will you transform yourself into origami? And and blah, blah, blah. That all felt like you're in actual danger, and this is super creepy, and not what you think. Um, also, the peach being the what seems to be the antagonist, and Bowser being somebody it seems that you have to help. I mm-hmm. thought that that was mm-hmm. super weird, too. And I want to know if some of these things were... Um, new to this game specifically, and I mean vibe and that little like play on who you're helping and who you're not helping. No, those yeah, those, those are... things have all happened in Paper Mario. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, none of that is new, especially like Bowser. Like after the first game, there's consistently a bigger bad than Bowser. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Bowser, at, at, in some regard at some point ends up helping Mario, even if it's accidentally. Okay. Yeah. Um, and in this one, he seems like more of an ally, you know, mm-hmm. like more yeah. of a, like a tag along buddy, but that's like, you know, I, I didn't mean to, I kind of steer the conversation toward let's talk about the whole series. And yeah. I'm really just, I'm just excited that origami King is coming out because it looks it, to me, it looks really good. It looks like they are doing some things differently. The battle system looks completely unique specifically. Um, and while there are things about it that kind of rub me the wrong way, such as like Mario's base health in this game is 50, it appears Mm. instead of 10, Mm -hmm. um, you know, certain things to the series have changed and I have really high hopes for this because, um, the series kind of went off the rails and didn't really recover. Mm. And this to me, it's not going to be a perfect return to form, but it looks Mm -hmm. like it might be a recovery and being able to recapture some of the magic that the original games had. Nice, nice. A, a big thing about the Paper Mario series... I'm just going to talk about the series now, sorry. Um, no, that's fine. Not sorry. After Super Paper Mario... Well, starting with Super Paper Mario, the series began to lean more and more into the paper aspects and using paper as a gimmick. Mm-hmm. And that kind of watered down battling and, like, the story to just kind of be like, hey, you can do cool stuff with paper. Mm-hmm. Isn't that cool? Isn't that awesome? And but it I got kinda... rid of... Oh, sorry. Uh, and to, for me, the biggest change to the series, uh, that the, my favorite part of the series were the partners uh, in the the first three Paper Mario games. And you have companions that follow you and tag along with you in sticker star 
and color splash, but they don't help you in battle. The partners in the original three help you in battle, and that is what made those games special for mm-hmm. me. And it was a bigger cast of characters that all had unique personalities, where yes. instead of just having one, you know, tag along buddy. Like I can sit here with Joe and we can just talk about the partners for probably two hours. At, at least, yeah. At least. Like that's how important they are to the game. Okay, so And they're missing for two of them, and it feels like sorry. And it yeah. feels like they're bringing them back in some capacity here. It seems like they might be, like, chapter-limited mm-hmm. partners, based off of what people have been saying. And if it's if if partners return in some aspect, I won't be mad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to get my, too, my hopes too high on specific mechanics, because I don't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems as though the tone... One of the okay, one of the things that was the most to me that was most importantly missing in Sticker Star was writing. Like yes. it just wasn't it wasn't funny, it wasn't dark, it wasn't the things that make Paper Mario special. It was just straightforward a Mario adventure. Yeah, it was like it was basically like go to the next level. Like mm-hmm. nobody had anything interesting to say. They were just telling you to progress through the game. Um and like there were jokes, but they weren't funny. <laughs> Color Splash uh, fixed that, apparently. I never got to play Color yeah. Splash because Sticker Star hurt me too much. Yeah. <laughs> it really did. It was, a, it was a whole event in my life. <laughs> so I wanted to um, bring up the fact that uh, the, some of the things that they were incorporating, because I know you talked about earlier, I don't want to forget, right, that um, they're leaning more, they started leaning more into the fact that everything was paper and looking at the things that you can do with paper. Now, me not playing the game, I felt like if... From my, you know, naive opinion, I feel like why, you know, like why yeah. I, I would like to know more about why that that you feel like that might not have been the choice they should have made as opposed to. And also, I wanted to ask if because in the show, they <clears throat> in the show, in the trailer, they show off paper mache, yarn, origami, all these forms that can that that can exist in this paper world. Does that also go even further, if not chaotically, in a direction that you didn't want it to go? That's a lot. Okay, so... The thing about the paper aspects is that that was never a big focus for the games. It Mm. was just kind of, that's the world they existed in. That was just, okay. They weren't gimmicks. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was the, the most... it was the aesthetic, kind of like kind of like how in BoJack Horseman, like some of the people are animals, animals and it's yep. just so that they can write off, like do one line jokes about them being an animal, mm-hmm. but then outside of that, it doesn't matter to the world. Yeah, it just establishes the aesthetic. Okay, like what what's a, a cool thing that in Thousand Year Door is that you get abilities where you can like roll into a tube and access new areas, and that's the or turn into a paper boat to be on a river or turn into a paper airplane to fly like a certain path but it's only very specific areas in the game right. that those are used for um and they and you unlock them as you progress the other games included stickers did real life items that did super moves which i still don't understand why they did that mm. um like it it took away a lot from the combat in the game by including those those mechanics yes. okay it's it simplified and yet made things infuriating. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Because like the the way you played Sticker Star was like go into this boss fight with these items ready. 
And if but you, you don't, didn't know which items you needed. You didn't know Ooh. which items you need, needed. If you didn't do it, you might win, but it'll take a really long time. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Or or and if you you lose, then you'll know which items. So you go get them and and bring them. And then if you do have them, it's going to be incredibly easy. Here, okay. I remember this specifically with the Poke Boss and Sticker Star, and I don't want to dunk too much on Sticker Star because that's not like the epitome of the series, but. I got to the Pokeboss, and you can do a tattle. A tattle is a recurring thing where you can just hear things about the world and enemies while you're playing the game. And well, that's cool. uh, yeah. uh, Kirstie, our partner in that game, said, oh, you'll, like, try these items, like a bat and a thing and something else. And so in order to learn what the weaknesses were, you had to get in a fight with the boss, lose, go find those items and come back. Yeah. And I, that was just wasn't good design. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. what if you didn't find those items and you didn't have them ready? Yeah, which happened to me. And yeah, and and it's not like it's not like you can lose the fi- like if you lose the fight, you get a game over. It's not like you can go into the fight and like learn and then leave. And even if you could, that's just not how. Like, that's not I don't how know. You... It's not Monster Hunter, you know. Like, it's yeah. it's okay. it's an mm-hmm. RPG, you know. Like once once. When you're going into a boss fight, you're doing so hoping that you're prepared. Right. In other, mm. in the other games, that we're just this is just a deep dive into Paper Mario's now. In yeah. other games, you get partners and abilities, and you, and having those partners and abilities during a major boss will benefit you, mm-hmm. but you get them along the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, not hey maybe. Maybe you need the secret partner over here that you didn't know about at all until you talk to the boss and realize that they locked somebody in a dungeon and you have to go find the secret room in a dungeon and then save that thing and do a six-minute side quest. And (laughs) (sighs) Anyway. Anyway. Paper Mario, the origami cake. (laughs) Yes. It looks good to me. I did want to spend a little bit of time uh, talking about how they announced it, which is to say that they didn't. Mm-hmm. They released a trailer and tweeted, and to my knowledge, that's all they did. Mm-hmm. Um, they started, you know, running YouTube ads. It sounds like, uh, which is cool. But like, the website was up. Um... If we think about, it wasn't included in a Nintendo Direct. It was just launched with as much fanfare as it a Nintendo indie game, like or an indie game being released on Switch, uh, two months before it came out. And like, this is something that I've been wanting to be excited about for a mm-hmm. long time but i kept telling myself no we're probably just not going to get another paper mario game like i was just it just kept saying like you know what it's that's probably it for the series because i, I never <laughs> wanted to like get my hopes too high because there was but that no would be really unlike nintendo i mean it, what well yeah. they they did they did stickers they did sticker splat sticker star sticker star which did uh-huh. terribly and got like nobody liked it um, maybe somebody liked it, but overall, it critics got very, liked it, and I was sad about that. It got very bad reviews. Um, like, I'd, I've never talked to somebody who said that they liked Sticker Star, and then Color Splash apparently was good, but it was on the Wii U and it didn't no sell one played very on well. The Wii U. Uh-huh. And then they made Paper Jam, which was not a Paper Mario game. It was a Mario and Luigi game that Paper Mario was included in as like an ancillary character. Really? That's interesting. And he was the third party member. Well, then that has uh, to be proof. I mean, that would definitely be proof that they were going to make another Paper Mario game. Though. I don't think so. I, like, that seemed I, like that a nail in like the coffin. Were, yeah, that felt like a nail in the coffin, indeed. Mm. Like, I, I thought like maybe he would be included in Smash Brothers because he would. He has a unique I'm still pulling for set. it. 
<laughs> that he would has be a unique move set. I he would not be surprised. Partners like as as moves and stuff like this, and we did have a two to three hour conversation with our friend Mars about that that possibility. But like, it's just not included. It's just not even thought of. I uh, Nintendo has not given any love to Paper Mario. They gave compared us a to stage. Other shit. They True. gave us a Fair. they gave mm-hmm. us a stage in Smash. Mm-hmm. Um, and how many Fire Emblem characters are there? Don't worry about it. There's six Mars. Um. I would bet that they release it like this because they were going to include it in a Nintendo Direct that they decided to cancel. Okay. Due to okay. current situations in the world. That's fair. All I would right. bet on that. Um, and they did this with another game. I literally have been racking my brain the past like week and a half. They they Shadow announced another video game like this. Like in at the end of 2019 or something. I can't think of it. Uh, and I honestly can't remember what it was, but it seems like they might just be doing that for some series that, not that they don't care about, but they don't think as many people would be interested in. Yeah. And I can see that for Paper Mario. Unfortunately, like, the fan base is, is, is passionate, but I don't think it's that big. Yeah. Which is sad because it's a very good series. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I... I'm hopeful that this will breathe some new life into it, honestly, because it is releasing on the Switch, which is an incredibly popular. Yes, they yes. nailed it with the Switch, though. That sure. was fantastic. I, f- I feel good about it because we got Breath of the Wild, Odyssey, <laughs> Splatoon 2, like these really big hitting games. Yeah. And, like, they took the formulas from those series and made them better. So I'm, I have high hopes for this. Yeah. Fire Emblem. They did that with Fire Emblem. They changed it yeah. up in a dr- drastic way. Anyway, I want to talk about the bob bomb in the trailer because this bob bomb didn't have a fuse. This bob bomb didn't have a fuse. And it had and- its legs crossed. And how is it supposed to have its legs crossed? But it definitely had the I'm over the shit tone. Mm-hmm. And I love that about <laughs> I, it. <laughs> and I'm like, this is my favorite partner. <laughs> I know nothing about them, but this is my favorite partner mm-hmm. right now. Uh, I think that was the re- the moment in the trailer where I realized, oh, our partner's coming back because we saw them in multiple scenes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, Origami King. It looks good. I'm going to get it. Yeah, me too. And I'm going to yell about I, I it. Did, I was thinking that we would do an episode on it, but I feel like we've spent enough time talking about Paper Mario that maybe we should just do Thousand Year Door and call it good. We're gonna do Thousand Year Door. No, <laughs> I want to give this. I want to give this Bob bomb its due diligence. <laughs> if we're gonna do an episode just for this Bob bomb, once we figure out what their whole deal is. What their whole deal? Ray, Terrence, uh, I do want to talk about the game that we actually came here to talk about this week, but I think first we should go collect some star pieces. Oh, I'll do the butt stomp. Uh, Bray's going to do the butt stomp. I'll just watch you do it. Okay. Okay. All right, we'll supervise. All right. (laughs) All right, let's go. Let's go. Terrence, have you ever played Skater Moms against Bart Simpson? Oh yeah, wasn't that on like uh, the Dream the Dream Boy? The Dream Boy, yeah. The Dream um, Boy. That's me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's awesome. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, one more question, real quick. Have you ever played the 
Bass Pro Shops Dunks Unlimited. Mm, is that by the same creators as Tony Hawk? Uh, I, yeah, I believe. Yeah, I believe so. Okay, no, I haven't. I think I just saw the trailer. Okay, okay. Well, I know that you're lying, at least a little bit, <laughs> oh. because neither of those games are real. They were made by a fake company. Okay. So why'd you lie to me, Terrence? Because <laughs> I want it to be cool, Joe. I want it to be cool. You know what? Never mind. Pretend I didn't ask you that. That's not part of the ad copy. Spiritual Successor is a comedy video game design podcast inspired by Cool Games, Inc. Every week, the hosts Blake and AJ take video game ideas from their audience and consider what that game would look like and might play like. The results are disastrous bestsellers that give Anthem a run for its money. Remember Anthem? Sure don't. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that this podcast was inspired by Cool Games, Games Inc.? Did you know that, Terrence? <laughs> I'm afraid to say yes or no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If you want to become part of their te- dev team over at Spiritual Successor, you can follow them on Twitter at Spiritual Suck. That's S-P-I-R-T-U-A-L-S-U-C-C, and they will put up requests for video game ideas, and you can reply. I recently did that, actually. I put up, I replied to their tweet, and I said, there are two wolves in, inside of you. That was the whole pitch, and I'm pretty, they, they used that in an episode recently. Oh, so. nice! <laughs> so if you guys, if you guys want to hear it, go, go listen to them. They are funny. Yeah, you can find them on any podcatcher, and I recommend that you do. Wheel, wheel, wheel! There's a new podcast on the network. How was my smash impression? Was it good? Cool, thanks. Um, I can fix that. It's a new podcast on the Lunar Light Studio Network, uh, hosted by Red and Haley. You might know Haley from a few of the podcasts. I'm gonna read a thing for you. They wrote it down for me. <clears throat> okay. We here at I Can Fix That are committed to three principles. One. All media, no matter how good or bad, can be improved. 2. All media can be improved by making it more gay. 3. We are the only ones who can fix it. Every other week, we critique and reimagine a different property and fix it so you can finally enjoy something for once. Uh, it's a fun podcast where they take properties like, uh, I don't know, Danny Phantom and Game of Thrones and make them better and gay and less problematic it's it's a fun time if you just want to have a a fun hang sesh go listen to them do it go do it wow um does your butt hurt hurt, ray i mean i know that's a weird question i mean it always hurts (laughs) 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 what does that mean mean? (laughs) ray's butt hurts what does that mean Mm -hmm. go over (laughs) For some reason, I'm imagining a really large, like, ape man, like, slacking or something, just slapping your ass cheeks like bongos. (laughs) (laughs) And now it's here, and now it's in our brain, and it's in all of our listeners' brains. It's my wake-up ritual. Thank you for our gift. (laughs) (laughs) But, the, but... (laughs) However, but. the important part is that we did get a star piece, so we can continue the episode now. Mm-hmm. So, when you say continue the episode, uh, what game are you referring to? Oh, I see. I yes. Um... Oh! Oh my god, is that a Tokyo? <laughs> it's time for Tokyo Jungle, baby. Tokyo Jungle, man. 
Tokyo Jungle. Tokyo, Tokyo Jungle. Jungle. Am I Tokyo right? Tokyo Jungle. Right? Tokyo Jungle Baby. Tokyo Jungle Baby is not the name of it, but is an animal survival action RPG um, taking place in a post-apocalyptic Tokyo. Downtown Tokyo is what it looks like. It's very city. Uh, yeah. Apparently, Shibuya. humanity... Shibuya. Mm-hmm. Uh, humans have disappeared, and animals have gone free and running rampant. Pa- uh, house animals have turned feral, and each animal is trying... And zoo animals have escaped. And all animals know <laughs> how to do is, uh, apparently, and I quote, hunt, feed, flee, and mate. It's all mm-hmm. they do, and that's what you do in this game. Let's talk mm-hmm. about it, boys. Um, so I just learned this very recently about this game, actually. It's actually a sequel to Tokyo Mirage Sessions, which we have talked about. <laughs> I'm sorry, You make Joe. me so tired. I hope this is not a sequel. <laughs> opening no, opening um, statement. So Tokyo no. Jungle is a very strange game mm-hmm. that belongs in Joe's animal evolution hierarchy of gaming that that he has or uh categorization of gaming that he has uh Uh, which we've talked about on our episode of journey go listen to that um you go around as an animal in in apocalypse tokyo like for instance what kind of animal right uh uh a rabbit okay that's one of them that you can play as a chihuahua. What's the first animal? What's the first animal that comes to mind as something you might control? What's the first animal that comes to mind as something you might control during a, a, an animal apocalypse survival game? For me, it's a, a tiger. Tiger? A tiger, yep. We yeah. both agree. Uh-huh. Okay, all right. Now, what's the first animal unlocked that you can actually play as? A Pomeranian. Okay. No, that's so, the first. That's the first. That's what the tutorial is. The first no, so animals are at the, the beginning deer. of the game. Okay, yeah. Like when you do survival the first time, the only thing you have unlocked is a pomeranian and uh, a, the grass one. The oh, that's the weird. grass one. The silk deer, right? So a pomeranian and a deer. Follow, follow us in this thought yes. imagination. So basically, it, basically, it's an it's an arcade game, and you survive as long as you can. And there are two main ways of playing. You can play as a carnivore or as an herbivore. And if you're playing as a carnivore, starting off as a Pomeranian, you hunt and kill other animals that are your size or smaller, generally speaking. Uh, If you get strong enough, you can start taking on bigger things, such as hyenas or wolves even. But um, you have to continue hunting and killing and eating other animals to stay alive uh, long enough for you to take over territories and then find a mate so that you can... Uh, produce offspring and then control shifts to your next line and some of the stats that you have gained will transfer into these this new this new breed and as time goes on the world gets more and more dangerous stronger animals starts appearing uh like acid rain starts to fall um and it becomes tougher and tougher to stay alive until eventually you die out um and then if you're playing as an herbivore it's the same thing except you have to find plants that are just scattered around the city and avoid any enemies because you're weak yeah yeah and they are generally much faster and 
that's it. I mean, like the that's the, it. Uh, the the quote story uh, takes place. The the first archive record that you find is dated February eighth, twenty twenty seven. So you only got a few. Only got, there. A, only got a few years left, boys. Um, and it basically the story is that some strange chemical or disease or something started infecting all of the animals in uh, Tokyo or in Japan until they started becoming more and more feral and aggressive to the point that all of humans died out. And um, now that now it's just, now it's just a free for all decrepit like city and nature is reclaiming Tokyo a little bit, but there's just wild animals and there's a bunch of cryptic messages about the call of the wild and uh, your, your bestial nature unlocking and stuff like this. Like as you're playing as a Pomeranian, and it's fucking hilarious. I'm sorry if I have not emphasized this enough yet, but it is goddamn hilarious. This it game is. is wild. It's so funny. It's, it's so, so good. It's, it's so wild. It's buck wild. <laughs> and I I want to talk about how ridiculous this game is, but I do want to give it credit for doing an apocalypse game that's not focused on humans and instead nature reclaiming. Yeah. A, mm-hmm. a city mm-hmm. and also animals it i like that we haven't seen that uh we haven't seen that a lot so good job Tokyo yeah. jungle now let's talk about why this game is really funny okay can i can i can i say something about why this yeah, game go is so for funny it. so let's talk about just the animal twist on a normal rpg recipe so the way it's a survival game and basically you just keep playing and collecting and leveling up and, and boosting your skills until you die and that's how the game goes. Um, it borrows things that you will find in really any RPG, including um, items. So you have equipable items that you can give to them that I wish I knew more about. Uh, your animal has stats like life, attack, defense, stamina, hunger, and speed. Um, and the combat is real-time action and dodging. <laughs> and, and also hiding in tall grass to avoid enemies. These are mechanics that are... It's just, this game, I didn't expect it to have the pieces of a normal RPG because of how weird it is. Uh And the fact that there's so many unlockable characters. Uh So you get to see the screen called the unlockable characters. You can see all of them that are locked besides the two that you start off with. And they also show, like, little clips in the opening scene of all the different animals you can be. And... It is just ridiculous. There's an opening, like, burst scene that shows all the animals, like, coming out of the void into the white screen. And, like, they're all doing action <laughs> poses, but it's, like, the stupidest animals. <laughs> it's so, it's, it's, it's just it's ridiculous. Because the tone is consistently, like, very serious, and mm-hmm. they play it straight, but... You know, it's it's very obvious how ridiculous everyone knows it is. Yeah. For instance, I'm going to read the, the opening line yes, to the, the first story mission. Oh, the story okay. missions are like quick little quests with specific goals. Mm-hmm. And once you do them, you can play the survival mode again and unlock more archive notes so that you can unlock more story missions. Mm-hmm. But the main game is the survival mode. Um, but the first mission, you play as the Pomeranian. It's called Pampered to Survival Mode. And the, the one of the lines from the dialogue is, The pet food at home has run out and there's no one left to care for you. You must now fend for yourself. It's time to wake the wild beast within the Pomeranian. 
and they don't, and it's not, and they're not joking. Like, no, they're, no, they're not. not. <laughs> they're not you have to go out there and kill. You gotta oh, kill. You gotta, you gotta, you kill. gotta eat, bud. Oh my gosh, you uh, gotta eat. It is. But, uh, I can't get over how freaking weird this game is. The game has such a serious tone, and the environment is so like dark and dreary because it's it's uh, a rundown Tokyo. Mm-hmm. But then you get like the story beats and like these little snippets that just break you out of the game and are like, "This is silly, isn't it?" Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I have a quick question before we move on. Joe, can you be a giraffe? Please let me know. Is that possible? Can you be a? Dra- I believe you can. I don't recall. I, I I really haven't spent a whole lot, a lot of time playing this game on any mm-hmm. one file. Mm-hmm. But okay, I, I get that. I but we've started can. files many really a time. Like yeah. To be so, there's a single player and multiplayer mode. Yeah, I don't know what multiplayer is. I forgot that multiplayer existed, but I remember I used to play this game a little bit with with an old friend of mine, and we didn't we didn't prefer multiplayer mode. We preferred do it just doing single player like in turns or like you know switching Mm -hmm. on generations or whatever like that. Because I could see it being annoying. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what it is? It's you have to share resources, and like it's hard enough to get by with just with just yourself. Okay. Um. Oh my god, I'm just like... Thinking about it. (laughs) You will never, no matter what, you will not be prepared for... For mating. Mm. Nope. (laughs) It just presents it in the most... Normal? There's a long tutorial for the game, right? It's not that long, but it's like 15-20 minutes. And it shows you all the steps of what you have to do to play the game. And it takes you through the progression loop. And the final one is claim territory. Mm -hmm. And once you claim territory, because after about 15 years, your animal will die of old age. Sad. I know. But in order to to continue the game, you have to mate and move on to the next generation. So you claim territory, you find a mate, and then you find a nest in like Shibuya station where you can mate and then there's an almost cutscene of two Pomeranians having sex but it's a new, but then you hear just a loud wolf noise and then it doesn't matter what species you are you see you see your the your player character walk up to and mount the mate and like and then it fades to black and then you hear oh and then it fades back in, and you and have, then you there's have kids. <laughs> you have control of the kids, and, there's just and then seven. you're the kids, there's and the lot. parents are just standing there, They're just and standing there, dead, gone. It no longer matters. It's <laughs> wild. At first, I'm like, that what life is all about? Yeah. My, my first question when I I saw that when I started playing again was, is this uncomfortable? I can't tell if this uh, is uncomfortable. I definitely was for me the first time, but like, I don't know. You get desensitized to it so quickly, and it's just so. Funny. It's so funny. <laughs> I thought like, it was weird that my dog went up to the other dog and sniffed its butt. <laughs> <laughs> that was a part of the mating ritual. That's like exactly how I mate. So I was like, wow, that's... <laughs> there's haptic feedback on the game. They know. <laughs> no. Stop it. Oh, Both okay. of you. To me, like, to just to to illustrate how funny it is to play this game, I will tell you one of the most exciting things that I did playing it. Okay. Which was, I I had, I don't know, I was six or seven generations in, so it was a long run. Wow. And my 
uh, dog was like dying of old age and was very hungry and was losing health and was like had max toxicity and so was losing health that way like was in really bad shape and I was just running and running to try to get to the mating bed as quickly as possible and I used <laughs> like medicine to, to stay time like keep, keep myself alive just a little bit longer and I got there with one health left so that I could mate in time <laughs> to not die of old age and and have new puppies to like take over with less toxicity. <laughs> like a phoenix. Yeah. Like a phoenix born from the toxic ashes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Joe, you look like I'm, you're having a breakdown. I'm so excited. Like, I, I, I did not anticipate how excited I would be to talk about this game. It's so wild. It is so wild. And so I, I just... I, I want to get into. Joe. Please, please, I'm done. I'm done. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Well, it's a question for you. Um, okay. Okay. So the items that you can equip on your animal is hat, collar, shirt, shoes. Yeah. Are these yes. options for every animal? Like, can I be an elephant with shoes? I believe so. I Hell yes. I don't know enough because those are like those are like high tier items. Like you have to do real work <laughs> like to, to unlock. Yeah. <laughs> to unlock equipment. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I there really are there that. are challenges in the game and some of them are pretty tough and like you start to learn how to to game the loops a little bit so that you are timing things out correctly because some of the challenges only unlock after you've been alive for a certain amount of time. Ah, so you okay. have to like okay, you have to plan your route like okay, well when I'm when I'm at 30 years I want to be back in Doganzaka, so I want to make sure I'm done at the Shibuya shopping district and on my way back there when I'm around 25 years old. Like it's what you know, because I'm, I'm glad you bring that up because there's actually some nuance to the game in order for you. You have to actually think about playing the game in order to survive. It's not just a mindless walk through the right. the, 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 yeah. the Tokyo jungle. Right. Like, and and every time you play, it's different. Like the the there are events that happen. So like it, certain neighborhoods will become riddled with like blistering heat so that like fresh kills will spoil very fast or there will be acid rain like i said there will be smog which reduces visibility like any number of things can alter certain neighborhoods to make them a little bit tougher to be in um and so when that happens you're like well am i going to risk it am i going to stay here or am i going to try to move somewhere else and mate there one one important part of planning your route through the game is once you use a mating nest you can't use that one again until until you mate somewhere until else. Until you mate somewhere else. Right. Um, so that, like Joe said, uh, if you want to be somewhere in a certain amount of years, because it it goes by in minutes, but um, you have to get to that area, mate, and be ready to move on. And if you're not prepared, uh, you will lose. Uh, and beyond that, that, when you when you mate, there are three tiers of mates, which is. Uh-huh. <laughs> a whole thing, uh-huh. a whole thing. But to 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 keep it at like, if you are able to find one of the best mates available, then you get the most stats and the most offspring, which means you have higher chances of surviving. Um, and but when you take over a neighborhood, you don't know which kind of mates are going to be available, and there's only two. So yep. you sometimes, if you're doing really well, you want to try to make sure you have enough time to take over two neighborhoods to maximize your options, like <laughs> which is. <laughs> Wow. Like there's there's it's all push pull risk reward once once you get into the like once you understand the basic loops um there's a lot of nuance and 
constant decision making on how you're going to play that run which makes it also a very fun game on top of how hilarious it is it's wild how like it's actually a decent game Mm -hmm. i it's Uh, and and the thing is like after you listen to what we're saying about it and after getting into it myself because this is a game that you that you guys have shown me before i never gave it the time of day because i was never given the time of day you know for it uh but um it's like a completely finished game. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. it's it's actually a game. It, it sounds like an idea that people would be like, wouldn't it be cool if? But no, yeah. it's actually real <laughs> yeah. and finished. So that's the crazy like it's yeah. this whole this whole this whole like revolving like circuit <laughs> of existence it, in this game. Yeah. And it looks polished. It's like it actually looks good. I booted it, it up. It looks good. And I'm like, ah, oh, this holds up. What? <laughs> so I want to talk about a couple of the interesting mechanics that I wrote down here. Wait, um, wait, real quick. Yeah. I do want to jump off of what Ray said because somebody described this game to me before I played it, and I just am, like I assumed it was like cartoon animals, or exactly. Like 3D yeah, yeah. Or something. Like, right. But no, it is like it is like photorealistic. Yeah. Animals and city, like it, it. They 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 made it as realistic as possible, like a fucking like a Madden game, but with animals. Killing <laughs> yeah, each other. right. I saw that ridiculous. Pomeranian, and I wanted to pet it. You can see each of its indi- individual teeth. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was thinking about the hair. That's that's freaking weird. That's freaking weird. Okay, tell me about the mechanics that you found interesting. Okay, so a holding prey in your mouth. So you can. Yeah. So if you kill mm-hmm. a prey, you can carry it. But you can't carry it if it's too heavy. <laughs> so it's like, I don't really, I, I would like to see the different tiers of if my, you know, Pomeranian can be strong enough to carry these other things or do I have to have a bigger animal? Like, I yeah. thought it was super weird because I was able to carry a sheep in my mouth, but not when I actually started the game as the deer. Because I, when I first, real a lamb, when I first realized you could carry animals in your mouth and then I played it. In the actual mode, after tutorial, I was the deer, and I could. I said I wasn't strong, heavy enough to carry it, which mm. that mm. was an experience. But yeah, <laughs> uh, like, hold it and being able to hold your prey in your mouth. I think that's super weird, and like move them to different places. Yeah, why is that? A I mechanic? forgot about that. I forgot about that, and I well, I mean, the the obvious answer to me is that if you're full and you kill something, you want to carry it with okay. you. So, so that you can, you can eat, eat it later. But you got to be careful because the food spoils. And if mm-hmm. you eat it after it turns toxic, you don't get... I think you don't get as much hunger. And also you get toxicity, yeah. which is bad and hard to get rid of. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Um, getting rid of toxicity comes from drinking clean water and eating clean food or using medicine. Mm-hmm. Mm. Or, um, or, or importantly, or mating. Mating. <laughs> <laughs> So when I started, I want to hear more of the other mechanics, Terrence, but uh-huh. I want to tell y'all about one run I had. Okay. Uh, I started as a Pomeranian. I'm, I'm definitely going to play this game more is the problem. Um, yeah. I started as a, a, a Pomeranian. I was in Shibuya Station. I was walking around. I got all the mating spots. Then it started to toxic rain on me. And then a thunderstorm also hit, and it was dark, so I couldn't see anything. And this was in, like, the first ten minutes of this <laughs> round. And I'm like, well, I guess Sometimes. this isn't the one. I'm still going. Oh, <laughs> I nice. managed. I made it through. But it's just, it's randomized. You you never know what you're going to get uh, experience on a playthrough. Mm-hmm. And, that and one you know was what? Really Sometimes tough. life can be tough, but that doesn't mean you're going to die. 
Yeah, exactly. Amen. What's next on your list, Aaron? <laughs> Thank um, you. Ranked against thousands of other players, so when you die... <laughs> so, I, so, I always forget about the score screen. Oh my gosh. It's so, a little when you die, game. When you die, your, oh. you get your survival point score, which is this thing that is arbitrary and nothing. But at the end, you, I mean, there's, you get achievements for it. You get certain things in luck, like your, your ranking or whatever. Like there's, there's a use for it, but it is just a, a number. It's just, here's your number that you've earned from playing the game. And then when you die, you get ranked over what seems to be, I just assumed it was around 5,000 different players, but it's probably much, much more because people can share the same rank. Mm-hmm. I came in. Hold on, wait. Let me. I just want to tell you my first run <laughs> with my what I scored because that it's stupid. Um, I came in. <laughs> I came in four thousand seven hundred and fifty sixth place, which was shared right. by two other people. All <laughs> right, and that nice. wasn't last. It was not last. But I I walked up on some dogs as a deer and got ripped to shreds, and I didn't <sighs> mean to. I didn't mean to. But um. Yeah, are those actual real players? Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, that is so stupid. That is yeah. <laughs> I remember. I remember checking my score after a long run, and I was like thirty sixth for daily. And I was oh, like, nice. there are thirty five people who did better than me today. <laughs> today. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to know if like the Tokyo yes. Jungle community is still active. Oh, I need man. to know. <laughs> This game, this game blows my mind. This game blows my mind. Yeah. So combat, uh, when <laughs> when you're an, uh, a, a carnivore, you can attack other animals and kill them and eat them. There's a little uh, icon that shows up of like blood red teeth fangs, <laughs> fangs that like turn red when you're ready to kill, uh, and. It's weird how satisfying it is mm-hmm. to when you see it light up and you immediately yeah. press the button and your animal just lunges into the Clean enemy. Kill. Well, right, that's just, just your that's just your bestial instinct yeah, coming to release. Unleash yeah. the beast. Unleashing the beast. <laughs> Unleash the beast inside feels... the Pomeranian. <laughs> <laughs> but it feels so good to unleash the beast. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. I just wanted to talk about how good it felt to do that whenever you <laughs> well, kill an, yeah, an I mean, animal. In, in the combat, so, you know, it. like I said earlier, it's uh, real-time action dodging and sneaking and, and striking when, when it's necessary. And um, you obviously attack differently depending on what kind of animal you are. So I'm this deer, right? And I walk up on this bunny, and this bunny's talking about throwing hands. <laughs> so I was really excited <laughs> because I'm like, I didn't expect it to be about it. So, a bunny is fighting a deer. This is the new Super Smash Bros. You guys, like, get in on this. Um, I obviously took it out. And it's, in my kill move, instead of, like, gra- going for its throat and, like, ripping it to shreds like I would if I was a carnivore, I just fucking <laughs> launch it with my two back legs. I yep. just send it flying. I love it. I love yes. it so much. It's the most powerful <laughs> kick. Oh, it's so good. And then I ran up on these baby chicks. They tried to gang. Like, There's, like, three of them. Yeah, no, this game is this game is very weird, I'm and the combat is way too interactive for is, a game like this. Like, I think that when I first was introduced to this game, I watched my friend play it, and I was like, 
this seems really weird. I don't know. <laughs> and then when I played it, I was like, oh. <laughs> like, you got I, into it. <laughs> you really have to be in the driver's seat to enjoy it. Um, mm-hmm. And it's 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 unfortunate because it's it's kind of weirdly limited in how you can access not it now. It was a PS3 game. It is currently available on the PS Now subscription service, which uh, I think is like ten bucks a month or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can still stream play it that way. And that's actually know. way cooler than I thought. It's not just PlayStation Three games; it's PlayStation Two, PlayStation One, and you can play it on your computer and yeah. Uh, yeah. T, uh, your place your console so that that it's actually really cool yeah it yeah. is it is cool and i mean i'm really glad that i can still play this game and I, I hope that that option never goes away because i i don't like to play it very often but oh every once in a while i do get a hanker and and i it's it's so it's so it's so fucking important to me it's so wild i yeah. i this game, whenever somebody talks about this game, I immediately think of Joe. When do and people so, talk about this game, right? What? When do people talk about this game? <laughs> um, sorry, when Joe talks about this game, I immediately <laughs> think about Joe. <laughs> yes. uh, for one year during my birthday, yes. uh, I bought this game just so Joe and I could play it. <laughs> and we played it for like two hours and then never again. Yep. But it's formative to our friendship, I believe. Oh, boy. I'm All sorry right. this episode is unlistenable and absolutely you know, this, wild. This, I'm realizing right now in this moment that this episode is completely self-indulgent. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, uh, Happy birthday. This is Joe's birthday episode. This, this is Joe's birthday episode. <laughs> yes, it is. Happy birthday, Joe. Happy birthday. He had a, he had a birthday you. stream, by the way, listeners. It was wonderful. He played Donkey Kong Country. And he is going. He is still playing Donkey Kong Country, streaming it. So watch that shit. Nah, he Back beat to, that shit. Yeah, I beat it. I beat Donkey Kong. Uh, but you I, did? I am. Yeah, I, I beat it on the second stream. Is that you beat it before you went to uh, Portal? Yeah. Yep. How did I, I must have turned away right when you beat it? Because I just mm. assumed that I remember the cart, the rolling cart uh, level where you're bouncing on the carts and stuff, and then the yep. lights being on and off. But anyway, anyway, anyway. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> gripes. I have gripes about this game. Oh, oh no! Okay. You had uh, gripes about this arcade this, game. This from absolutely many perfect, years flawless ago? game that has nothing wrong with it at all. Yeah, okay. it's like it, it is the perfect, but there's like one little smudge on the lens. Um, you you can't run through grass. That is extremely frustrating. Oh my god, it's so annoying. It's that very annoying. Sucks. That, that sucks. Not it's my the worst. As soon I don't as know you, why. as soon as you touch grass, you go into immediate stealth mode, and your animals like slow motion crawling through, like it's about to pounce on a predator when there's nothing there. There is there is a stealth button. Like, that you can press to crouch when you're not in grass, but it's useless unless you're in grass. Yeah, so what's the fucking So you could just use that button when you're in grass to hide, but no. Um, Now, I will tell you that something you may not know, if you tilt the right stick, you'll do a little bounce and use some of your uh, agility points, and you can use that to get around faster if you... uh, Oh, to get around faster, okay, okay. I love doing that, it's fun. Yeah. But that you can like, like jump maximum strat. out of grass. Like your jump is not hesitant at all. No. And I actually no. did it by accident in front of predators and I died. <laughs> but um so I lo- so you know crazy there's no like hard difficulty, but 
I died in the tutorial. So you guys, it's there, tough. it doesn't need to be a it's hard tough. tutorial. There doesn't need it's to tough. be hard. And it's weird, and a lot of stuff is not very intuitive. Like mm-hmm. you, it just takes kind of like. I, I would say if, if something is giving you trouble and you're stuck on something, just look it up. Because, like, it, it's not the kind of game that you, yeah. like, you're going to feel satisfied when you learn the answer. You're mm. just going to be like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I had to do that. I had to press this button. <laughs> and then my last gripe was I had to play the tutorial twice. Now, let me explain why I had to play the tutorial. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like a personal oh, gripe, oh, Terrence. I'm so angry. So you go into the you go into the opening screen and the modes are survival, story, history, archives. So what do you do when you play a video game? You click story. That's how you normally mm-hmm. would do it. I mean, sounds logical. Story's blacked out. Cannot click story. Why can't you click story? That's super it. weird. Whatever. Go into survival. Here's a tutorial. I'm like, okay, cool. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. So I do the tutorial and then I get back to the regular screen and story mode is available. I'm like, yeah, story mode's available. I'll click story. And then it says tutorial. And then everything else is locked. And I was like, so I have to beat the tutorial to like get to the rest of the stuff. So I play the tutorial again. The just to find out. Oh my The progression God. is so wild because it's not it's not like you beat the story mission and then you unlock the next one. You beat the story mission and then you unlock archive USB sticks showing up in the survival mode. And then once you collect enough of them in the survival mode, the next story mode mission opens up. So then you can go back to story so that more USB sticks will show up in survival mode. Why did they do it that way? I don't mm. to make sure you keep playing survival sure. mode, I guess, yeah. but like <laughs> I would play survival mode. I would just keep playing survival mode, oh, personally. Yeah. Such heart, so heartbreaking. And I was like, that there was really no other way for me to fi- figure this out because <laughs> it just. No, didn't I think make I think I did sense. the same thing when I played it the first time. Because uh, you would think you would play story mode first. Yes. So don't never never choose to play the tutorial, folks. That's the lesson here. Ever. <laughs> right. Ever. If it's an option, don't choose that option. Don't do it because it'll teach you anyway. <laughs> Oh, did you guys have any gripes? I mean, other than the fact that it's absolutely perfect and no game can be better than it, no. Okay, yeah. <laughs> What's up, Ray? Uh, Seems like you have something to say. Oh, I was just thinking about Paper Mario. What? <laughs> <laughs> that is fair, actually. That's fair. I mean, like, it's weird. It's it's just weird. weird. Like, it's just weird, right? And the categorization of the of the mates is weird and gross and mm-hmm. like but like I don't know. It's it's just super animalistic and silly. Like if you if you continue if you if you begin to take this game seriously even one percent, then it becomes ruined. So don't do that. Okay. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say if exactly. I had a gripe it then this game would be ruined because you can't take this game seriously. Mm-hmm. You just yeah. have to just if you have any problems with it, just laugh it off because that's literally what we've been doing. Because I don't think you need to put a lot of thought into no. why Apocalypse Animal Game is bad. Yeah, like okay, there's there's crows and you can fight and kill them if you if you're cool. Like, but they don't give you any hunger. Like it's it's a waste of time. Except that like I guess you can do it to reduce your toxicity in some very specific scenarios. Oh, that's a grape. Sometimes when you kill stuff, it turns purple immediately. But, like, you're already eating it when it turned purple. And so you can't, like, interrupt the action to... Mm. I don't know. There's a lot of, like, weird little quirks about how it works that you just get used to that kind of suck. But, (laughs) again, it's that's the same thing as any video game. And, 
Um, God, I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't offer you an unbiased take. <laughs> I simply can't. Anything, anything that I would complain about is automatically forgiven by ho- how hilarious it is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, maybe the deeper I go, the more problems I'll have. Uh, and I'll let you know, Terrence. But right now, where I'm standing, it's just a silly game. Well, that means yeah. you gotta ask the question then, right? Um, is this game worth your Overwatch time? I'm so mad at you. This is I'm why I don't so let you mad. do things. I know, I was, I know. I was like, alright, Ray's gonna do it. Ray's gonna I know, I'm sorry. So what was the question is the problem? Oh my gosh, now that I think about it, that question that you just asked... That sucks. Why were we asking that? Is this worth Overwatch time? Because our intent was, our Overwatch time was like dedicated friendship video games. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Take time away from that to play um, this game more. Okay. So, with that, I guess, <laughs> will you be continuing this game? Will you continue to play Tokyo Jungle? I'm going to stream this fucking game. Yes, yes, Joe, yes. <laughs> I, I wanted also, to suggest it earlier. I'm so glad you reminded me because I completely forgot. Yes. I thought about streaming it today. <laughs> stream, stream the game. I might stream it later tonight. <laughs> it's not a joke. <laughs> oh, so, yes. Are you going to play it anymore? Are you going to rise in the ranks? There, no. And let me explain. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. And it is because, and this is the only reason why I won't do it. And it's because it's way creepier than I intended. Hyperrealistic animals plus gore is n- something I don't like. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Not a, yeah, <laughs> that's fair. I, I that took me a while to get used to too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do we leave this hellscape? Oh, uh, <laughs> we talk about you guys streaming it. I don't know. I haven't been uh, it yet. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you can check my Twitch. <laughs> Thank you all <laughs> so much Twitch. for listening to Gaming New Horizons. You can find us on Twitter at GNHcast. You can send emails to gnhpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you to Lunar Light Studio for hosting us and allowing us to um, do whatever the fuck we just did for the past <laughs> hour. Um, <laughs> uh, that's all. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I identify as a desperate mate. (laughs) (laughs) Gaming, it's for everyone. Lunar Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay. Hey, Reed. Hey, Brittany. Hey, all of you out there in podcast land. This is what you call it podcast about life liberty and the pursuit of nerdiness here's what people are saying about it oh have you heard of the what you call it hey that that is my favorite podcast right now so good it is better than a tater tot hot dish well i can't believe that for a second you know it's one of those big midwest fancy things a midwest fancy thing? yeah i don't know what that is but okay, yeah that's but what yeah. it is <laughs> You're gonna love it, though. Oh, you're have, just gonna love have it. Have you heard Brittany talk about being from California? Oh, have you heard Reed talk about being from the Midwest? Well, I never. And for crying in the soup, for would you just listen to the, the show? Soup. Don't take their word. Take a listen to the show. Yeah, blah, blah. We're the show. And remember, folks. Your belly button is your old mouth. Listen. From LunarLightStudio.com.